Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 20th podcast. Uh, you heard that right, 20th one. And as is tradition, we are still not consistent with the panel. Uh, joining me is a completely new set, um, Arnab and Joel. Well, they have been here before, but I don't think that they've been here for quite a while. Uh, Joel, say hi. Hey there. And Arnab, who is the one... Who can always, who always lacks enthusiasm? Yo, Arnab just yo, 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 hold, hold up. You just said that I am not consistent. I'm the most consistent person except you on this podcast panel ever. He's, he's consistently depressed. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, but I'm not lacking enthusiasm. Uh, but that is pretty much true. Arnab has actually been with, the, be, the only guy who's been with me in this podcast together. And on certain occasions when I'm not there, he has led the way and streamed and taken the position of being the host. So good job, Arnab. And that might be a contributing factor to his depression, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, what <laughs> it, it, I want to say is... It definitely is. It definitely is. I can tell I like, you. I like how I contribute nothing to this podcast, it seems. No, no, no. You contribute more than Soham does. Oh boy. Hey, hey, hey. Our viewers contribute more than Soham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, our viewers contribute a lot. Okay, just hang on. Our viewers are really, really awesome, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Really, our viewers are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of viewers, aren't we on some new platforms, though? That's what I was going to say, that. So, we are now on all platforms that podcasts should actually be. Because guess what? Podcasts should be listened to. Who knew? All right. So we starting from this podcast. You can you can listen to our podcasts on Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, and few more like iTunes, so, uh, Spotify, and we are slowly rolling them on to other ones. You can view uh, listen to this and all the past pl- uh, podcasts as well. Though I highly recommend you do not. More about oh. Stitcher. I, I I'm honest. I'm I'm being very honest. It's really Maybe, not I don't know. No, come on, come on. Yeah. We, we kind yeah, of so had a lot of good podcasts in the past. We did, we did. The last one was really good. But speaking more about Stitcher, you can hear it on Stitcher. Stitcher is a radio on demand. You can download the free app today. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Because Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows. Plus, discover from 65,000 news, entertainment, and sports show. You can create custom playlists and over 20,000 shows to discover. Now, once you do it, once you listen to it, rate and review a show, please, it helps a lot. Because the show is available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad, you really have no excuses to not listen to a podcast, except the fact that we suck. On demand and on the go, no downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory, stream your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stitcher, you can download it right away from App Store. That completes my five minutes of fake radio host. Right. Yeah. How much were you paid for that? <laughs> Yeah, not even. Right? Like, like uh, how, Linus Tech Tips has a lesser sponsorship value than you. Even, I wish I was paid for that. that. Like, how many hours did you spend writing that script? Do the like or no? It's, it's, it actually is the first thing you see on the picture, you know, promotion stuff. You can say all this stuff about. Oh, it. so the oh, so it was scripted already. Wow, thanks. Like, it was already scripted, my friend. Uh, and skipping us. Uh, all this stuff, and the thing is, we are so lazy at this point. This isn't even a gameplay that you're watching. For those of you who are actually watching, uh, this is a gameplay done by my friend Deep Patel, uh, who goes on our Discord by the name Screwy Aram. We are playing Far Cry 5, and Deep is a really cool guy, by the way. He, we used to work at Moonfrog together, and one of the guys who really, really, really knows his games in depth, breaking it down right to the granular level. I guess that's what happens when you're a game developer. 
and you're looking into things from that perspective yeah so he's so, he's already a very cool person for the fact that he is actually contributing to this podcast like who else would in their right mind would do that like not so hum not possible but effort <laughs> what's that <laughs> what is that uh, i'm too busy just sleeping early at 9:30 in s that i can make up at 4 and do my chores which i do not but i just want to show that i'm doing uh, uh, oh fake schedule so speaking of uh, speaking of people not being here anup you weren't here in the last podcast because you were doing you're busy doing something else i believe i was on the last podcast i no you were not i wasn't what what kind of argument <laughs> is this <laughs> what is wrong with last by the way i wasn't on the last podcast yeah neither of you two were so i wanted to find out what you guys were doing oh shit we were we were being assistant shit uh, but yeah uh, like... thank you guys pay attention to your own skin presence all right <laughs> Well, I, I think at least not. That... Yeah, but like we got hit by a freak cyclone, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me more about the cyclone, though. So basically, like I have no idea, like how or whatever caused the cyclone to become that big. But turns out, like it's really, really hot down here in Kolkata, and that's not because of me. Hot. Yeah, it's not because of me. But it's yeah. because of the sun. Like, I'm sorry, I'm that hot, but. That's not hot, guys. But <clears throat> basically, like. But no, the whole thing about the cyclone, though, where the. Yeah, it kind of knocked out a lot of shit. Like power lines were out for at places. Power lines were out for forty-eight hours or even more. Internet at my mm. place was out for two to three days, and power was mm. out for one night, the entire night. And uh, what? I think eighteen to twenty people died just by just from like trees falling on them. What? Oh, Dude, what the hell? Yeah. What? Oh, um, like you didn't have internet for two to three days. Oh, that's that's not cool, Joel. Eighteen <laughs> people, eighteen people actually died. Stop laughing, okay? That's pretty really not cool. Yeah, I'm way. not laughing. I'm not laughing by the for the record. Uh, no, you dig? Tell me, like what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, Kolkata. for all accounts and like accounts and things it's not a very good city in terms of infrastructure and like city building it was unplanned and like trees are mm. like giant huge trees they're really old trees and what people do like in the municipality and like corporations they build their roads over the roots now these roots get really really weak because they don't have any ground to hold on to what happens is mm-hmm. like During this storm, uh, there were actually two different fronts of storm. So, like the first front was about what, fifty-eight uh, to eighty kilometers per hour. It had winds blowing in of that speed, and then the second front hit, which had speeds, uh, wind speed over one hundred, like around ninety to one hundred. So these ninety to one hundred. Yeah, most of that. So, like these two storms hit That's like, nasty. yeah, very bad. Like these two storms. That's hit, that sounds really dangerous, actually. and it was more dangerous because it hit the city within an hour of each other like we like people did not oh yeah those were consistent two waves back to yes. back that, that's and nasty. like whatever did not ha- like whatever was standing during the first like after the first storm was weakened enough to get toppled over during the second one and it was it was really really bad like for once i was shit glad man that's that's actually pretty sad yeah for once i was glad that i actually did not 
like go out or something like that and like stay inside for once and like I'm and I slept through that I have no idea how I slept uh, through that so uh, what I remember from that is uh, Aman just uh, went off uh, he was abusing Soham or something and then he just disconnected Right. <laughs> that's that's a regular he, conversation. And, and then that's... he came back. Oh, sorry, guys. I just was hit by a cyclone. I was like, well, what? No, you don't just like drop that out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he was like, no, it's cool. You know, if you've been in Guwahati, you've been to Guwahati. It is much worse there. Did that woman talk like that? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you have heard it. Okay. Talk. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> and that reminds me. Yes, uh, cyclones in Guwahati were definitely worse. and i have this funny story from my college that i could share in this thing so it was my last uh, day in 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 our college and we were pretty much done we were face every nature's wrath at that point right at this point we don't even wake up to earthquakes that's how <laughs> that's how hardcore it we have become right and it was the last finals and everybody was all out of fucks to give and it was raining for 3 days straight i'm not even kidding 3 days straight in guwahati okay you the whole the whole campus is submerged you take boat over to the king you take a ferry <laughs> over to the exam hall that's how you go right and we're writing our exams are drenched completely and nobody wants to write it but you know you just it's just you just have to get it out of your system when all of a sudden in the middle of the exam hall there's an earthquake all right it's happening and everybody is like okay interesting i i Do not want to do this paper, but what do I do? I have to submit this. Do I move? Do I not? Peers are looking; they're all confused. Like, what do we actually do? We never prepare for ourselves. All right. So we're like, fuck it. We'll we'll just go out and we'll just like leave the paper. All right. And we took a ferry, went back to my hostel, uh, and my hostel is at the third floor, my room. All right, and it has been. My door was broken. Uh, that's a huge story. There's a huge story behind that. But let me just say. I open the door on third floor. There is a goat in my room. <laughs> yeah, there was a goat in my room, and I, I just drove away. And I just, I had no, I, I literally had was so done with the whole thing. I just fell asleep, and the goat was right there. Then I found out that it was just. Roaming around on the third floor from there, I have no idea how it got there. I have no idea where it went, but I—that was the story there. Actually, did you guys did you guys like celebrate with mutton or something after the <laughs> mutton biryani was at that night to celebrate her <laughs> last day in IIT Guwahati? Yeah, so then then I think you know where that goat went. <laughs> uh, yeah, like but, I have a but, lot of weird stories, but this just takes the cake. No, so now you can imagine how Aman was not at all surprised that side. Like you guys have your cyclones and rains, but then I look at that and be like, "That's cute." I stay in Mumbai. Yeah, you have Soham. Like, you have your daily pollution and existence. Have you seen the rains in Mumbai? Like, there has to be a day where all of Mumbai floods. That is for a fact. Like, I know it's going to happen this year for a fact. Okay. You people are going to read it on the newspaper. Okay. Yo, Take yo, my word for yo, it. Yo, yo, yo! I've spent an entire evening. Like you know, four hours from six, not six, five to nine, watching the like street get like flood and like okay, it reached to a point where I am sitting on the ground floor. Did you mark yourself safe on Facebook though? That's important. Not exactly because we didn't have that kind of feature back. Shit. Uh, 
So like I'm watching the rains and like this and back then we only had like the ground floor. The first floor wasn't built yet. So I'm sitting on the ground floor mm. and I'm like okay the water is dangerously close. And like it just stopped raining and I looked at it and like okay the only thing saving the like the ground floor from getting flooded is just one step. I just see. One, just one step. And like after that mm. if it rains for anything any more longer than that I'm pretty much going to like you know jump around in water for the rest of the night. I'm like yeah that that's cool that's cool I'm I'm fine with it. I'll tell you what happened actually like uh you're talking about uh it reaching the ground floor right so during the whole 26 uh seven monsoons that were there like a few almost a decade ago like the entire ground floor of our colony got submerged and so basically all these people who live in the ground floor they all had to come up to the first second floors so i actually had like a tribal family living in my house for like that a day it was been really cool it it was actually a very cool community feeling like where right. all of mumbai gets together to get to high places and i swear to god it was dangerous like 10 feet water and that too we were on a hill like my building was on a hill i do not want to know what happened uh to the uh road. like we couldn't see the road for two days actually i remember hyderabad was hit by floods only once because otherwise it's pretty chilled out i think but the problem was it was because some of the gutter lines broke so all of that water was pure gutter water right uh-huh. so it's, so that was the point where the floor is lava you know bottom first floor is submerged and you have these snakes just like crawling past those things and stuff and it was nasty i think that was in what 2000 like like all those com- calamities are bad and everything but we also have soham in our state Uh, speaking like, speaking of something uh, more important arnab uh, how's your cat yeah well he is going to be a father soon yeah tell me more about that i have no idea like he has okay of course he has more game than i do which is kind of evident <laughs> from the fact that no but you told me that he is a shining example of what a very healthy male should be for some reason well, upstanding <laughs> Well, yeah. No, yeah. To be honest. Okay, so he spends his entire time, um, like you know, at our place. That's fine. But any time, mm-hmm. like uh, the other cat just mews, like even randomly one mew, and he's out the mm-hmm. door the next second. He can't. He won't mm-hmm. stop for anything. So, like during this cycle, entire cyclone, uh, he didn't come back for two days. He was actually there. So, like. Mm-hmm. You have already seen the Facebook post I put up regarding how he acts and how he behaves uh, around everyone. Right. But like he actually spent two entire days over there and then came over as like as, as soon as he was assured that she was safe. I'm like that's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty happy that I have a cat this like this cool. No doubt. That's a really cool cat, man. When you when an animal is cooler than Rania, no has more responsibilities. right Respo- very true very true accountability you name everything and yeah. the cat did effort the cat did effort yeah yeah boy betty slept at 9 and woke up at 4:30 do you know that <laughs> yes, yes 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 <laughs> now my again but guess what this is not a weather and an animal podcast this is pretty much a gaming podcast and uh, no boy you you got a few events down under your belt yeah no. Thank you. So, first event was I think uh, we did the first event during the techno event. 
like no right. one podcast right, right. was during the techno event i don't know how yeah I yeah it was during the event you told me about that yeah so and uh, there is another event coming up this week mm-hmm. which is kind of thematic but kind of not and is that mm-hmm. uh, on the 26th we are going we at xrig are going to be releasing our uh, very like coveted pet project out in the world we call it the project tesseract okay and yes ah oh nice and yes it sounds, is that's the, that sounds nice what is it about it is exactly as it sounds it is mm-hmm. based around the tesseract of the marvel universe and it's mm-hmm. a pc which is not a tesseract let's just be honest about that but yeah go for go ahead sorry for dampening your <laughs> spirits yeah let's go no no it's okay so like mm. um, remember the tesseract is gl- like always glowing but this piece yeah the glowing yeah it's the glowing blue orb thingy not oh blue. so you're doing this for for uh, you lined it up perfectly to release uh, yes yeah not bad marketing i was going to steal the pc or something uh, well i am kind of like hopeful of stealing the pc but then i also have a chance to visit a premier on the 26th no so, no 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 we we definitely you're a casual we have already like and that but let's just casual no let's for for those of you who do not know arnab leaves during credits for marvel movie okay so uh arnab just tell me more about the tesseract as saying it says it glows just give me a better picture of this so i think uh, both of you have seen uh, the project x1 right yeah yeah yes imagine an x1 but it's custom painted with thermal reactive paint what happens is that mm-hmm. when the pc heats up it starts glowing right and the thermal reactive pc is uh, like the thermal reactive paint is the same color <laughs> as the tesseract like it's very uh, spa- like the cosmic blue color so Mm-hmm. when the pc heats up significantly it starts glowing and it starts pulsing so it uh, it looks uh, exactly so is it the same kind of paint that they use on those coffee mugs that uh, change color when you put hot coffee into it i would say so but it's more than that because it actually glows like it radiates so it's, uh-huh. it's much different than the coffee mugs but the concept is basically the same so but what will it what it be radiating quite a lot of heat around it though No, not actually because see it's the same chassis as the X1, right? So Right. Uh what we use on the X1 for our thermal uh dissipation is the same technology being used in the Tesseract. Right. Oh. Dude, uh, you guys the guys at X-ray guys swear man, you guys are some okay. you make you Like, yeah this is this is not, like we already had the Tesseract but it was in a project state now it's up for release. So it's very different and it's 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 lined up so well with the event. Well, that's the best part. Well, yeah. I also have a lot of things in mind regarding nerd meet and uh, next year if you know what's coming next year. So I have no idea about nerd meet, which is so funny considering I'm, I'm I don't know why I don't have any idea about nerd meet. Actually neither do I. Wow, yeah. You guys, you guys suck. But like you guys have. Hey, what do we mean? We suck. Aman, Aman, and you barely share any information about that. Every information is out there. It's on the asset cast. Oh wait, can't say that shit. 
but yeah <laughs> uh, basically regarding notmeet like what i have planned is that um, i'm going to contact pvr and we're going to do a mm-hmm. special screening for the notmeet people for the mm-hmm. next avengers movie which is going to be the climactic uh, ending towards the entire avengers war let's see how mm-hmm. that goes but it's up for next year since it's too old like it's too late to do it now but yep definitely but that's a that's a really cool idea bro yeah. uh, i don't yeah, know how the dates will line up though schedule that with ready player one or something like that a proper game ready player one would have been an appropriate speaking of ready player one oh, oh joel god uh joel you finally seen the movie right oh yes i watched it in the big amount i could just tell me like about the movie how how is a video gamer like a hardcore gamer a gaming enthusiast and somebody who's very well versed with the 80s pop culture how would that guy take this movie um i think the puzzles are pretty easy <laughs> break it down as a game mechanic i don't never meant to be that hard like i, I really felt that uh, the last one where uh, finally okay spoiler by the way for those people who haven't watched so uh, it was a easy game in finding the easter egg like i think the drag that so long where everybody already had figured it out so but these ways when it came to easter eggs there were a lot of easter eggs and obviously others uh, put each and every that they owned into the uh, movie like there was mortal combat in there and uh, those from oh pretty cool uh, i a more uh, rated movie okay. having okay, hold on hold on is it me or is it yeah, yeah. joel cutting Joel, Joel is cutting off like mad, right? Yeah. I thought it was me. That was my internet that was happening. <laughs> Joel, oh, am I cutting off? Like, no, 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 you're yeah, you're cutting. You're lagging. Okay, I'm lagging. Yeah, just chill for a while, um, I guess, and let us know, like when you're like, right? Hopefully, it should pick back up. Well, my Discord screen's like operating. My word, it is very bad, my friend. You might have to look into that. Meanwhile. Uh, you push it off, no? Till then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Arnab, bro. So yeah, going back to that. Of course, you have not seen Ready Player One, and probably that was the world conspiring Joel not to spoil anything for you. I will take it as that. Yep. And he was because because okay, yeah, Warner Brothers. Finally, thank you, thank you, the fucking Lord that you fixed your shit and got your rights. <laughs> Finally, we can see Ready Player One without any hitches, without the movies getting cancelled. So. God. When is it released? Watched it yet, right? No, I actually haven't. Really. When is it releasing in your area? It already has, but I don't have the time. Then why are you being such a dick about it? Go and watch it. I don't have the time. I have. That's because he's a casual. I have. I have. <laughs> oh no, time. you. Oh wait, he was hit by a cyclone. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you were hit by a cyclone. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I was, almo- I was almost like blown away. <laughs> blown away. You then go on and get blown away again. That's that's a, that's a lot of blowing. Uh but when Avengers though definitely you book tickets right. I'm like okay as soon as like, Or are you going to go for Tesseract? Answer me now. It's a it's a telltale choice question. Tesseract or Avengers? See if like you know frankly speaking it's job. I have to go there. 
casual. Anyway. Hey. Uh, so. Complete. Oh my God, Joel, you sound more robotic than Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, steal somebody's Wi-Fi and get back to us. So, Arnab, uh, I wanted to talk about one more thing that's happening there. So these are the events that's happening in Kolkata. But there's another really cool thing that I really want to focus on, uh, which is happening in Bangalore. It's called the Street Fighter Five Proving Grounds. All right, and it's being organized. What? Yo, you were saying something. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It's uh, organized. It's an initiative by the GC, and they're handling it as a community, basically. All right, and uh, the prize pool is by this person known uh, called Gautam Shriram. Uh, so and Sudanshu is the one who's hosting it. So I am right at this moment. I am checking their uh, event page, and it says there are like six games on the list. So um, the two main games are uh, Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven, which is funny about Tekken Seven, by the way. So at the Better India, a new guy just joined in, and he is the community manager for Bandai Namco in here. So I guess he is also in, involved in this tournament. I'm not very sure. But the two main events are Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven. Then you have the four casual setups. I like how they call it the casual setup. These include Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Smash Melee, Ultra Street Fighter Four, and Tekken. What Tekken Seven again? No, some other ones. Uh, the main event is obviously the first two. There's Street Fighter Three versus Three is going to take place as well. That's so, interesting. Three versus Three. Yeah. Is very like you know undermined underplayed format i've seen that in india of course exactly in india and the thing is like uh, when uh, we talked about it and joel was uh, telling me uh, that he really is not aware about the whole arcade community in india which is why i thought this topic was so important because this really gets shafted right i mean it, uh, uh, arcade games used to be really popular back in the day when you actually went out to play arcade games. But now that we people are in their rooms and playing their lands, uh, arcade games do not have that same appeal as something like Dota or somebody else because it's a very lonely game if you're playing it in your own box, in your own room, right? Yeah. Because there's no teamwork involved. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, so, uh, like, I think I went to Manali back in 2007 or eight, right? So, um, mm. this one evening at Manali, and I had nothing to do that evening. So, mm. it was raining. It was a very bad evening in general. So, with nothing, right. uh, with nothing left to do, what I did was I went to the nearest... Uh, they had a really cool arcade, by the way. So, huh. turns out, like, there are at least 10 more kids like me with, with their, mm -hmm. one of their parents or, like, both their parents, and they're just hanging out at the arcade, and they're just, uh, like, there playing at the arcade just it's just fun so like even at manali and none of them were like native to manali right all of us right. are there for uh traveling purposes tour purposes and all but all of us were right. playing at the arcade so like i understand like how arcade games came to be and how the entire trend died out with the advent of the cheap available internet and broadband but like yeah to see someone actually reviving that trend and making an effort towards it that's that's impressive it, it, it is and this is why i wanted to highlight it and i really want to make a correction 
messed up there. So yeah, it is Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Street Fighter Five Team Three V Three, and Ultra Street Fighter Four. And also, this will be streamed on Twitch. Uh, you can go check them at SFV uh, underscore India. And guess what? Two of the attendees are Vishayar and Quartz, our boys, going there. Our boys better win. Yeah, man, attending. We'll be rooting for those guys. So, guys, watching Vishayar and Quartz. You're, yeah. You're cutting off. I'm cutting off now. Wow. Should I be using push to talk or should I change my neighbor's path? How bad is it now? It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm echoing anything. So yeah, again, uh, this was a thing. And with, as I keep saying, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, the one game which I really believe can bring that back, is there on the list, and I'm very happy for that. Yeah, like I have everyone. You know, most of the people who are into fighting games or like getting into the gaming scene or whatever, like every time they want something mainstream, they were like, "Oh, okay, where's Mortal Kombat?" Now, eventually, mm-hmm. with the advent of Tekken Seven and all Street Fighter and uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, this is changing, and this is changing for the good. And this is what I like. Like Mortal Kombat, like I don't like Monopoly when it comes to gaming. Any sort of nobody game. does. Monopoly is never good. It, it it kills creativity. Yeah, exactly. So right now these games are coming up and like they are taking equal uh, like precedent over the other games and it's it's just fun. Like let's see where this goes. Let's <laughs> genuinely see where. First of all, how badass is that title? S F V Proving Grounds. I mean, well, it's a proving ground for. <laughs> yeah, it it makes me. It reminds me of something like a. Something like that. That's that's just the right title for a tournament like that. I mean, it's a proving ground for the organizers and the entire event. And it's exactly, a, it's very and, fitting. And it's a proving ground for the people who are attending. So, like, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely fitting. It is fitting. Wait. Uh, so, Joel, are you here with us? Uh, can you hear me much better right now? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's better now. I'm still echoing through. Yeah, uh, you're echoing. Like, yeah. But your voice is clear. We should remain. Yep, that's cool. I've actually put uh, push to talk on right now, and I restarted my Wi-Fi. Ah, good man, good man. It's much better now. And we are going. It's your Wi-Fi, not your Yes. You can you can be you can complain to us, my friend. It's okay. It's okay to steal your neighbor's Wi-Fi. Shh, my neighbor might watch this podcast. No one's that. Nobody does. Then, no, then, then, then. No, we're not that big yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're safe here. You can say that. Uh, so, next topic, which we're going to talk about, is Arnab's favorite, huh. Far Cry Five. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Far Cry so, Five, the, so Far, yeah, it's been getting a lot of praises. Mainly saying, mainly people saying that not as bad as Far Cry Four. Is what they say. Not even that. I'm not even going to compare the two games because we all know mm-hmm. Far Cry 4 was just pretending. Right. Like anytime people talk about cultural appropriation, I look at Far Cry 4 and I'm like, look at this. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, what uh, hey, the Nepali guards used to say "Mother Chod." That was fun. That was fun. That was that hilarious. Was <laughs> that was fun for us. Maybe not for them. Like. 
But what? speaking of, are fun, you speaking? Yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm still speaking. No, I'm, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Continue, continue. Never but mind. yeah, speaking of Far Cry Five, everyone is mentioning how it talks about like you know nationalism and all that crap. I'm like, it deals with a lot of things, but not exactly national like rabid nationalism. It's not at all similar to what is happening in the world right now. Basically, what? No, yeah, exactly. Uh, I want, I want, I really wanted to. But I think we talked about this earlier. But this whole uh, unnecessary uh, and completely misguided narrative that the media has created around the game and the game not being that. So now that you've played it, you can sh- give us a further light on that. I believe. Yeah. So like, it doesn't exactly deal with all those topics, but it deals with some of them. Here are the topics that it right. deals with. It's that uh, religious fanaticism. Right. That is right. one topic. It evidently deals with is the fact that how like militant religious cults like we have all we all know what we're referring to it's the kkk right right it's like the kkk but it's not necessarily a religious cult uh, actually like, actually i'd like to correct you on that like the kkk is more racist more i think racist. this is more related yeah. to isis i would say yes a lot this is and, more isis like actually and 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 let's be honest it's very much akin to bjp here in india like i'm not even going to okay. i'm not even going to hide it it's just the same it's fine it's a safe case so like it's fine nobody listens to us so you can go nuts about this hopefully <laughs> so like and plus this podcast is in english yeah they want uh, oh my <laughs> god we are, we are, we are going to go off stitcher and itunes pretty soon guys i guess <laughs> 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 this is what you're going to hear Facebook is where it's at. All right. So continue on that. Yeah, like I was saying. So first is religious fanaticism. Next is uh, depending on like how uh, you idolize someone. Uh, in the right. game, you have the three character, four main characters, right? Is Jacob Seed. The then, family. Yeah, the family. Uh, the leader is Jacob Seed, uh, or Joseph Seed, I think. Yeah, Joseph. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's John Seed, right? No, John is the younger brother. Jacob is oh, yeah. the older brother. Faith is the sister, and sister. Joseph is obviously the leader. Oh, nice! You have a whole family in this one. So yeah. I'm assuming, I'm assuming the part of a, being a conservative family plays itself heavily. In not, this exactly. Game. not exactly. Not exactly. Not in, not in the way you might think, but in a way that it. Okay, so uh, first of all, you liberate the three areas, then you can take down Joseph. So. I uh, right. went for John's area first because he had a very, he was a very abusive, sadistic personality, right? He used to kill right. people. Uh, so what he? Okay, minor spoilers ahead. He used to like you know cut people. Like they refer to sin a lot as biblical, okay. biblical and otherwise. So these sins you would be like uh, cut on the victim's skins and then. John would like peel the area of the skin off their body, so as oh. if yeah, as if they would be absolved of their sin and they would be pure again or something like that. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. But in that way, what how like how John was portrayed in a sense that John became this sadistic personality because he was abused as a child by makes sense by their parents nonetheless, mm-hmm. and. He believes in the power of yes. Now I don't know if it's a homage or a throwback to the entire yes movement that happened in the light of Daniel Bryan in WWE. If you have followed that, 
because that's a, no could you tell us about that so that, what yeah there was a huge it's a huge thing in the uh, in every other thing like daniel bryan is a very like distinguished wrestler so he was portrayed as an underdog and he was refused title contracts and all of that so he oh got, i think i know you talking about this was he the one who yeah he was the one then who, he had the comeback with the he, he yes. completely had a physical make oh, i don't know what transformation and he, he came back and he won the whole thing yes yes so it's yeah that was oh it's yeah i know actually one of the biggest underdog victory stories in the entire world as of this point like mm-hmm. no one no one expected him but everyone did that and the point is that he made a he was like yes he made a chant famous the three yes so people when hmm. they wanted something in wwe they wanted daniel bryan to become better like have title shots and opportunities they would like chant yes 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 in unison right what i saw here was john was emphasizing on the word yes in the sense that first he would torture their victims to torture his victims to a point they would they would like actually say yes torture me more and like absolve me of this and and like end me in that sense like oh wow that's a crazy um, connection you made actually that's yeah that's a very crazy connection i it's it's of it's eerily similar like there is no other, like the way the chant was made the way john was portrayed as a hero or like that there are a lot of pro- materials in the game which i am basing okay i'll 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 actually uh side track you from there sorry for that like no, okay. for the whole yes movement part no, but let's go down the side quest yeah tell me so like i'll tell this from a proper religious perspective since i am a catholic like the only one on this panel so uh the whole yes movement is i think uh, a way of brainwashing so it's like you submitting yourself to the person or to faith yeah, or to the religion exactly that so is, that is most definitely that but like the entire persona of john being a savior molded out like to be the good guy as the underdog because exactly it's like son. a dominatrix and a submission thing you know like there'll be one guy who asks the questions and there is no no over there yeah exactly. you, i think you cut the between uh, yeah you, he cut you repeat? he cut in between but i understand i understand the point no but I, i i didn't understand could you repeat that so what they're trying to do is this whole sheep shepherd thing that actually mm-hmm. was there in all oh, right the shepherd and the herd exactly, in the bible yes, yes. so yeah, the reason why the sense. sheep are called the sheep is for a reason because they will keep their heads down and say yes and go wherever the shepherd leads them so yes. uh, in this in this case john seed uh, he uses that power of the scripture and brings it forward in a very sadistic way uh, taking it to an extreme level you know he is like taking something that's written in the bible to a very extreme level where you he literally makes them not his sheep but his slaves and whatever he the shepherd will say has to be answered with a yes so no matter what he does like he'll peel off their skin he'll absolve their sins whatever whatever he would Which do there is a very strong parallel if a sheep if you make it like exactly, you move their wool exactly. and you remove yeah, you their you, them. Yeah, you eat them okay, right another yeah. another parallel to that is that there are four uh, like this is something that just dawned on me there are four members in the family right and there are four mm. there are four horsemen 
Oh yes, and, makes sense. And when the game first starts, John, like Joseph, starts uh, like ra- rambling about the first seal being broken and the first mm-hmm. horseman appearing. I, th- I, Joel, if you have played it, I think you yeah, yeah, I have. would recognize that. So, like in that sense, but, they are all like the horsemen of the apocalypse because that is eventually which, where the game goes. The parallels make complete sense because, like I said, it takes place from. It takes place in a sorry. You cut off there. Yeah, you cut Does off. it take place in Minnesota? Uh, I think yeah. Yeah, so that's a no, very no, that's no, a sorry, conservative sorry, area. Sorry, right? sorry, no, Mon- I think Montana, Montana, or something, no, 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 right? Montana, Montana. Montana. I think that's still a conservative area. Yeah, uh, sort of. Sort yeah. Of. Yeah. So I do believe yeah that's a perfect setting and that uh, this fits very much in line with something that will go on there. So yeah, and, and, and another par- and another interesting fact about Far Cry which it doesn't touch up is that it often reminds you like it often reminds the player in a very vague fourth wall breaking sense that this game is very much intertwined with the real world in a sense that okay mm-hmm. so when uh, uh, like if you liberate an area entirely you have a face off with the leader of that area in my case i faced off with john so uh, right. after, after i like did whatever i had to do like i completed the mission and there was a cinematic minor spoilers ahead when you're fi- where, where, at the towards the end of the uh, cinematic you, john directly looks at the player and says have you seen who's in charge have you seen who's in charge of the entire thing referring to the country as a whole and like i couldn't help but feel that the developers were like pulling the strings behind the scenes in sense like they were actively reminding us that no matter how much this is a game it still is like referring to the real world scenarios like right but you did say but it did come into the control i don't know for it's, that it it apparently it does not do enough to criticize the right wing politics i don't know that though it it's a, exactly actually it's it's, it's, it uh, it's come out to. at a very correct time it's actually come out at a very correct time a convenient time where gun laws are being discussed in america and honestly speaking like uh, places like montana gun laws are really non existent you could buy a gun from a general store there if okay. you could yeah exactly joel if you remember when the game first starts when the first cut scene happens you see that the, like people recounting the tale of how the eden's gate cult actually came to power so they were <laughs> like they started buying guns and nobody batted an eye but eventually yeah. they took over the entire thing like that is what i was getting to so it's come at a right time where all of this is happening and if uh, it goes to an extreme circumstance where a revolution of sorts is created where all the gun owners all the people with guns the crazies come together and you know uh, try to overthrow the government try to start their own faction a civil war of sorts I I think Eden Garden could be a real thing, you know. Yeah, Eden's Gate is actually like that, and it's very, like you said, it's very fitting in the time where it came out, and like it talk it like okay, I understand that a game is not supposed to criticize or anything, but Far Cry Five. No, there's no rule that a game yeah, can criticize or something. It's yeah, just but that, but it. Uh, but here's the thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know why uh, like critics are pointing this out, but. the game does in a very humorous in a very dark black humorous way where the game actually deals the entire thing in a comedic fashion like 
if you have seen black mirror and how it portrays mm-hmm. our world but in a very dystopic and dark humor man dark humorous manner far cry 5 is exactly the same it portrays our world but in a very dark humorous manner where everything has gone wrong and it just shows a parallel universe of what could happen that is i the, think no it was less about yeah yeah continue like that is the critic the game itself no. is a critic i i feel that i yeah no i think the game it is the uh, people who are i'm pretty much and correct me if i'm wrong most of the media that were criticizing it was heavily left oriented and they said that the game did not go too far off to criticize the conservatives Actually, because apparently I... the game game shows both sides of the conservatives good conservatives and the bad conservatives guess it, what and it, yeah and, 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 it, and it should and it should definitely it should yeah yeah so i don't know what that why that is a criticism beyond it see that's no but uh, that's uh, uh, go, go ahead go ahead a connection i mean a correction to what you just said as uh, far cry or black mirror using dark humor to really put in points which are there in the real life so it's not like exactly dark humor they are just normalizing the wrong yeah that not, is what they are doing so i mean that's what you do that's what even hotline miami did it and you yeah, just they are normalizing the wrong a, it's called hyper normalization i believe exactly right? yeah so i have heard like, of that yes 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 yeah so that's the term basically where you exaggerate it to such a point and make everybody feel so normalized to the situation and you as an outsider are like what the, you're shocked by what's happening yeah and it gives the, this distortion between you and the piece of art there is and that middle a small thought, growing thought that this is what could happen like those mm-hmm. two realities could blend into each other is where the horror and the dark humor comes which you are putting in see i, I agree and what you're saying it works in a show like black mirror but in a game like far cry where the goal is to use your own guns and start shooting them back and you know being this john rambo figure that shoots everyone to death and ends the game don't you think like it's like guns beating guns at the end of the day uh, like it has like okay it's fa- a contradiction it's a contradiction on its own political view oh, yeah, i would i would though. agree but here's the thing like at one point like where do you like at this point when the game starts most of the areas have been taken over by everyone you start off on a small island you're basically taking back the area from the like extreme extreme like the extreme no, i agree extreme. with what you're saying i'm agreeing with what you're saying but when you're taking this as an art form and trying to use it to critique a political environment that is going on right now in the us i believe that's a very wrong way to put it right where you would um, be the hero who takes guns and shoots so you're just sending the message that guns are the answer see it has it have like in the game it has reached a point where guns are the answer like violence is the answer in the sense okay i'm going to go back to world war 2 and i know people hate going back to world war 2 because what happened but like no one took the nazis seriously until they started killing people in mass right what was the answer then to just lay over and let the nazis kill people like no i think what he's saying is this game is not presenting a strong case against the gun law that gun, it's parodying yeah, exactly yeah gun laws i mean in the game itself like the parody in is in its essence like gun laws were lax enough to land us in this situation 
now the situation is bad and so the whole premise is something that should be yes exactly you as a protagonist no no no, no. are doing any good it's just that this whole scenario should never have happened exactly the like the gun laws I were see. lax enough to everyone like lax enough for everyone to buy a gun it reached a point where everyone mm. bought a gun and started firing now the only people sane enough are picking up the guns to defend themselves and protect whatever is left like and it's just going to continue it's just like it's just going to breed into the yeah exactly also speaking of uh, lax can we topic and talk about how lax uh, the storytelling and the writing of the far cry series has become like if you really go to see after far cry 2 the rest of the games 3 4 and 5 they all have a very similar structure if you try to look at it e, of course like definitely most uh, definitely yeah a very crazy antagonist which we had vas in the first game we had uh, pagan men was it yeah pagan men in the second and here we have the seeds and a cult following for each and every one of those people for example vas had brainwashed his own army so he had an army ready against you similar with pagan men he had his own set of military and here with john cd he has the crazy rebels but yeah it it portrays three different types of crazies if you if you under if you see it like that one vas and everything like hoyt i think the second protagonist uh, antagonist was vas and hoyt were pirates and like how pirates act like lawless and everything like militarized ver- version of piracy second mm-hmm. was a military militarized version of like freedom fighters and all that like a civil war here it's a religious cult like all three crazies are different but yeah i but un- again see it's I- i'm not saying anything about three like vas was a very good character he was very different from uh, i think you're talking about the jackal right from far cry 2 far cry 2 had a compromise uh, altogether far cry 2 the whole with- arms dealer Oh no! I'm only talking about three, four, and five. I'm not even talking okay, no. about the two because two was a very different beast altogether. It was a great exactly. Game. So that's what one, two, and three were all different games. What I'm trying to say is Ubisoft is trying to create a template where they can churn out Far Cry games by just changing landscapes, changing the actual topic at hand, while keeping your gameplay elements the same. One main character, one main antagonist who's crazy. a group of fanatics below him all of them capturing a land you have to recapture it back please tell me i'm wrong that yeah, that no, was not you you not league. wrong you're not wrong definitely it's it's kind of becoming a pattern now and i hope to see them change it like when i saw this whole american scenario with the whole guns and you know the whole religious part i was actually happy where i thought i'd see some change but this is more of the same man like i was really depressed yeah like uh, for for the f- longest amount of time i was hoping for like seven different antagonists because seven deadly sins right aha and, right right and, during, and they did that whole gluttony and yeah, all that they were showing those things right yeah, I in the trailer know, right the promotional materials featured all yes, the seven yes. sins differently and i'm like okay if they actually do it this will be the second game in this year coming out with the seven deadly sins theme but Which is the first? No, this is the first. Second will be Dark Siders three. Ah, uh, of course. And uh, oh, Dark Siders three is going to be fun. Ah, uh, I'm waiting for it. 
What do you mean? Never no, mind. Never mind. Stick to the topic. Oh shit! I, yeah, stick I, to the topic. I, I, all, I, all, yeah. I almost got triggered of the fact that you were like, okay, Far Cry yeah. three years. Ago. Damn it. Yeah. But yeah, so like, I I understand what they're trying. Ubisoft, please stop shilling your games like this, please. Also, innovate. speaking of lacks, like I I always kept hearing how you were like I went and I into John's area first and everything. I don't think you have a choice. That's an illusion of choice. Uh, the dev has put in there actually. Everybody goes to John first. Like even I did the same thing. Yeah, You're forced like, to. Not not forced to exactly, but be, uh, not forced to. I did a. You have to save the girl. You have to save the girl. No, because like it. Uh, here's the th- interesting thing that is that like um. When the game first, when you first climb the tower, right? Dutch says you can go to all three regions. You will see all three regions having the option open, right? But Dutch uh-huh. specifically says that you should, implying that okay, you can go to everywhere, but you kind of should go there, you know, because again, it's, it's the illusion of choice, right? Yeah, what, yeah. What's the point if I give you a whole city, but then I just give you a few missions in the hood, so the Rest of the city is pointless, right? Yeah. You are going to be exploring just that hood area. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that was that is not like uh, that is not something I would say it's bad, but it's very fun how the developers can put ideas into our heads. Like even now they're manipulating us with the illusion of choice, like you said. But yeah, I think. Wait, I where did Udit go? Udit is here. I'm here. I'm just listening. I'm listening, bro, to all of this. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought Udit would have a say in game mechanics. No, dude, I haven't uh, played much about it to like comment about. It. So what uh, I hear okay. from is from the, is what I'm figuring it out from you guys. If I had played it, uh, you would have known. <laughs> but then, what about you? Like, do you think illusion of choice is a really good mechanic or? Ah, uh, well, it, it depends. Okay, again, again, it depends on. There are people who do it really well. Naughty Dog is the master of it. Right. Oh yes it, yes. it creates. It has a heavily linear game. It does not fool you with that. But uh, the way they show use the illusion of choice makes you feel that the world is a lot larger than it is. What I do believe is that it does not work in an open world game where you where it where it's outside in, right? Where you know that the world is larger, but you're forced. Very to interesting. Very interesting observation there. Actually, yeah. yes, I would agree. Yes. Yeah. Like the opposite goes uh, holds true for an open world game. When you have right. a really large world and you put missions in a really small area, the world is larger than it's that than whatever you're actually exploring it to be. Right. While in Uncharted, you're exploring only a small part, but then they give you this illusion where you've got a lot more. Like, yeah, like I can give you an example there. Right, there are many places like Madagascar. Where you look, you if you are on the top of the tower, you can look down and you can see everybody working in clear detail, mm-hmm. and and something really far on the horizon, you can see a whale. Like just if you look very closely, a whale just goes like comes out of the ocean, goes back in, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the tower, you see movement there, and it's very much guaranteed that you will go there eventually, right? So yes, if, yes. in your mind. Despite and 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 they never tell you, Naughty Dog never tells you by definition that go here. It 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 gives you these clues it's, by this. It's actually very, that light, right? Very natural yellow light is. It's an uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. It's yeah, the, you don't have compass or anything. We call an anchor yeah. in video game. Yeah, yes. The yes. Last so of us had that. Yes, exactly. So without 
it being told to you, you're going there and you're just building it in your mind, the whole world, your imagination, correct, the way correct. you're reading. So that is the way, yes. So in that way, I'm all for illusion. Just the way it is applied, it again depends on the skill of the... I, I again believe Ubisoft needs to work on the illusion of choice. Like after five Far Cry games, it's very obvious when they pull off the same shit again, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have to work on their game design a lot more to impress me with this new game, I feel. Uh, Arnav, any final thoughts on Far Cry 5? Um, final thoughts, I would prefer to make that after I in- finish the entire game. Like, I haven't seen enough of it. I just clear it. point. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there is, there is, like, one who is sadistic. There is one guy who is, like, really, really, really into guns. I mean, Jacob. The and, soldier. The yeah. soldier. And... Ones with the whole drugs, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Like you enter her, you even so much as even step a foot in her area, and you're uh, all of a sudden affected by that drug bliss. And I'm like, I did not yes, sign up the for bats. this. I did not sign yeah. up for this. Right. I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, the most positive I can say uh, about this game is Ubisoft is slowly getting its act together. I mean, I get, I get, I understand why Joel. Joel would be really harsh and it, it makes perfect sense. But it's like, it just feels like, uh, Ubisoft just feels like that crack addict who really just wants to get back on the right track. And he's slowly, like, having withdrawal symptoms here and there, but yeah, really, really, really wants to get back yeah, funny, on the good funny, path. Funny, I suppose that's the best analogy. That. Yes, I, I just want to see good games. Yeah. Funny you said that Sorry, about crack addict regarding like Ubisoft after I spoke about the bliss part. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Not saying anything, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, just... yeah, we got it. Everyone got the joke. We got the joke. We got the joke. Anyway, so moving on to another person who hasn't got its act together. So, so Call of Duty, apparently. Oh, I, I thought you were so <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was implied. You didn't have to say it out loud. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, the, moment, <laughs> the moment you say, a, uh, let's talk about a person who hasn't got his shit together. I'm like, oh, wait, that's so home. It's like, no, it's Call of Duty. No, <laughs> I was talking about Activision. So, Activision. <laughs> so Black Ops 4, uh, oh. it was going to have a campaign and that is the uh, the developers, the publishers pulled the plug on it because in their words, and, I, and I'm telling you in their words, it, it, the concept was too bizarre and it was way too out there for them to, you know, publish the game, right? Yeah, and first of the, the way they said it actually made me more excited game to be honest and it's not going to happen so they're going to reiterate the game completely the new game is not going to have a single player campaign uh, but it will have a battle royale yep definitely uh, can someone please fucking nuke activation out of the entire fucking business like please i'm done i'm just uh, come on. jesus no but apparently they were they were they were uh, with the previous call of duty they it did seem like they were learning something right Ugh. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yo, imagine imagine this. Call of Duty doesn't have any dedicated servers, host their servers on their fucking like players' accounts or like PCs. Imagine a fucking battle royale of a hundred players on a like what? I three of the last generation. Oh, they'll have to scale down the graphics, definitely. Who for, gives for a shit? Who gives a shit about the graphics? I don't think the graphics. Who gives a shit about the graphics? Imagine someone sitting with Soham's uh, internet connection of like 4 Mbps and hosting 100 players on that crap. Fucking die! 
So <laughs> that was meant for you. I'm sorry, that like fucking die killed me. This is okay. really dark. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know if you said die too. <laughs> no, I said I said uh, no. they'd fucking die, but the dead part got like really low, like <laughs> loaded out by my fucking die. Yeah. Very convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> so, so Arnav's so, being very convenient today. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so, but no, really, I'm and I'm like. Why would you? Why would you can a product that sounded so out there? All right, because that is really the line you should actually be going for. You're like, oh wow, this is too out there. Perhaps this is what Call of Duty really needs. Let's just go for it. At this point, have at least that much faith in your company and your game that it will make some money and you will actually get some creative product out there. Right? Okay. Yo, yo, hold on. Ho- hold up. Hold up. About the out there part. So cybernetic. augmentations providing people with like false memories and hallucination and shit like that and talking about a frozen forest wasn't out there and all of a sudden a single player campaign is out there fuck out of here with that i'm wonder what that concept is very curious to know what else are there i want to know what you hate more activision or soham Can you please stop bringing Soham in? <laughs> stop. You secretly want this to happen, okay? With the... No, don't. See, can we focus on that topic? Okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me talk about game. Uh, sorry, I, guys. The podcast I, is on Stitcher and iTunes. Please, <laughs> right now. Yeah. We are being so professional no. right now. Okay, guys. Uh, but really, See, what would I don't, I don't, I don't hmm. hate Soham. I genuinely expect him to do better than he already does, which is not good at all. Oh, uh, dude, I thought you were going to talk about the game. God, <laughs> yeah, I I was actually going to talk about the game. I stopped. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, so what like, a guy. Like, okay. Stop talking okay, about fine, him. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, talking about Activision, is the same. Yeah, so is the same. I want Activision to do better than they already are doing, which is not good at all. So, no, actually, uh, Activision's not the same. Like. Unlike Soham, Activision had glory days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I mean, I mean the whole, you know, Modern Warfare two campaigns. Yeah. You know, uh, Call of Duty four. Modern, then Modern Warfare's like multiplayer was garbage. It, it was just pure cancer. It was garbage. <laughs> Let's just. No, I'm it. talking about the actual single player. Like, oh, yeah. Call of Duty was at one point known for single player, and. more so the black ops line like it's black even, ops 1 exactly, world at war exactly. black ops 2 was known for its single player campaign like there were uh, there were times where i even i don't like activision but i would still play uh, the call of duty series just to know what goes on in the story or yeah. how cool the set pieces are and all that kind of stuff like and i will characters say, just carry on together to the next game right okay, it's very yes, very episodic like, in like it has like amazing a... set pieces for an fps game and to completely scrap all of that just so that people will have an fp uh, a multiplayer experience only on black ops is is it's like really bad it's like they're stabbing their own do you buy that the game was up to weird for those guys i mean because black ops game has gone to pretty weird places okay okay like black when ops first, first black ops first came already? out when black ops first came out did anyone expect that storytelling from a fps No, I expected it when I heard that it was going to be a forward from uh, World at War. Like I already knew that World at War was the prequel to it. 
when I got right. in. So I knew this would have been the whole Cold War era thing. And I wanted to see how a proper game with guns would take something like the Cold War. And it did it really well, you know, with the whole nuclear codes and everything. And then came two and then came Cancerous three. Like three stories completely garbage. And I think everyone accepts that. Anyway, but it most. was pretty out there though. Yeah. It was pretty out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm handing it on that. It's like the, <laughs> the frozen forest. What is the frozen forest? For half, like the three-fourth of the game, everyone talks about this frozen forest, which no one has any idea of. And like one guy hallucinates it about it for the entirety of the game and everyone is like, oh yeah, he's he's on drugs, man. Let's just take his word and let's just go fight. Like, Dude, it's Black Mirror, the FPS game. It's... <laughs> well, Why are we so excited on Black Mirror? Guys, give Black Mirror... By the way, guys who have not seen that show, it's a really nice show. It's got like five seasons. Right? Yeah, you're not making a great case for that show. Yeah, it's like... Games, it's, podcast, it's, like by the way. It's, it's like Black Mirror, Black Ops, where's the difference? Ops and mirror. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> you know who needs a mirror actually? Activision. Because they need to take a good hard look oh, at themselves. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, especially, okay, especially they... what they did to Destiny 2. Yeah, take a, look, take a good look at yourself, uh... Activision. And then, like, promptly take a shotgun and shoot yourself in the head. It's... Will that be too out there for them? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Just remember. Yeah. If they, if they shoot themselves with a shotgun, their brain matter will be too out there for them. <laughs> I see. Like they have to remember their glory days. That's it, man. That's it. That's pretty much it. Let's be. Let's try to end that on a positive note. Guess what is on a positive note, though? Guess which company takes its notes and follows through? Sony. Ah. So Sony. Yeah. Tell me. Are you gonna interrupt me? Mm. Yeah, I was I was thinking of interrupting you when you said Sony. I was gonna pipe up and say CD Projekt Red, but that just <laughs> CD Projekt Red has its own issues. CD but... Projekt Red, oh no, <laughs> no. So Sony actually released God of War, the new one, just called God of War, and it's getting pretty good reviews. You know, ten out tens everywhere, just yeah, like good. almost. Yeah, almost pretty much it's become a trend for a Sony exclusive at this point, the big buy hype exclusive. Uh, and the thing is, has uh, have they they have finally found this style, which now sort of feels like a guideline or a temp- uh Joel. And this is what I wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, the one with Horizon, with Last of Us. It's like everybody saw the Last of Us template and it's like, yeah, well... There's something on there, and they, they found this is a niche which other ga- other uh, brands haven't been able to capitalize on. And Sony, for a fact, feels like it can only thrive on these four t- 16 to 18 hour single player campaigns. I've heard God of War is longer. Correct me on that. But these this is the general length, unlike uh, unless it's Persona 5, which is a niche game. But uh, they've tried their hands at multiplayer, and it hasn't worked. So. I just wanted to talk about the style. Like, has Sony finally found? Uh, like, Sony has, but is this something that is sustainable for Sony, or will it get saturated at one point? Okay, so years hearkening back to Ubisoft and how I was talking about gameplay elements being reused again and again, where they had a template. Like Assassin's Creed has this one template. 
Far Cry has this one template and you know what the next Assassin's Creed or Far Cry game would be like. It will just be in a different setting. Right. Uh, with Sony, what you're talking about, where Sony, uh, I mean, studios managed by Sony have this template. Mm. Um, it's not exactly a gameplay template. It's more like a path to success template. Right, right. You know, and uh, if if you see, they, they don't have clear rules on that template. Like, yeah, you could say having a medium to long storyline, single player, having a gripping campaign with emotional value, and uh, something about individuality. Oh, fuck, what the fuck did I do over there? Individuality of characters. Okay. Uh, you know, very strong characters in plots. And these kind of things, like these are very similar things which we saw in three games that is God of was and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, right. basically. And what I feel is this is not a wrong direction. It is a very good direction, actually, uh, where they're taking something that is pretty obvious. For example, if you take the first point of having a medium to long uh, story. See, if you keep a really short story, you wouldn't have enough time to, you know, spread out the mechanics and, you know, put depth into a game. But if mm -hmm. you keep a really long story, uh, I'll give an example near Automata. Mm -hmm. Lots of mechanics, lots of ways to play it, great camera angles. And honestly, I have to say, Yokotaro has made an amazing story. But you have to play it four times over, honestly. It's overwhelming otherwise, yes. Like, ha have you completed that game? I remember I, I bought I completed it and, and then I was going to go further away, but then I came and I never bothered to come back to it. Ah, okay. So that's all. So yeah. most people usually just play the first ending and was like, yeah, this is it. End of game. Mm -hmm. But the magic was after the you know third ending. That's when it continued. Then it's like you've just played half the game. But the thing yeah. is, by then, everything that was there to the game, to be told, like all the mechanics have been shown to you. You're already right. like 60 hours into the game if you're a proper collector you've gone to every nook and cranny that's what i did actually in the first gameplay that's what i hated myself for because i'm more of a completionist and i go into every nook and cranny and i wasted like 30 hours just in my first gameplay mm -hmm. like my first playthrough and i was like right. pissed when i was like okay i have to go through all this again but with a different <laughs> character i can understand that frustration so uh, what I'm trying to say is when something is that elongated, I'm not saying it about repetitiveness, but that comes in, you know, when it's not an RPG, when it's just doing repetitive tasks over a while for a single player campaign, it gets boring. And right. I feel Sony has found that sweet spot and it wants to let its developers keep itself in that sweet spot. It tells don't go above this. Like, for, you take Uncharted games also. They'll also be in that sweet spot. All the God of War games. This is not that's something that's recent, even though you're talking it's about pretty the new... Much, no, no, it's pretty much a, a very, very Sony at this point. Yeah. Exactly. This is not a recent thing with just these three games that I talked about earlier. It's something yeah. that could harken all the way back to, you know, something like Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. You see, even that was a single-player campaign, had With really good characters. Of gameplay and yeah. Right, right, right. And so, what Sony has done is, they've got this way of capturing people, capturing a few games that you'll always remember, and that is what makes up for great exclusives. Okay, yeah. with the whole emotional value packed in. Like, I don't think I've seen a Sony game that doesn't have any emotional value whatsoever. Like a throwaway yeah. game, 
I've not seen that from Sony. Well, and yeah, the, uh, no, I mean, Knack was pretty emotional, I believe, but no, whatever. Yeah, so no, I, what you said, very, very important point, the, the part where they really uh, hit you at the heart, the emotional value is what they prioritize. And yes, yes. if you need to know that humans are driven by emotions, these are, this is the basic psychological fundamental, if anybody has read the Daniel Kahneman's uh, book, I forgot the name, that your rationality is driven by your emotion. That's the, that's the thing that governs. What you're feeling is what's going to drive your thought. And it's a crazy stuff. So once you tackle to that part of the brain, you know you're hitting it right. And all of Sony ga Sony's games deliver on one form of emotion or other. They provoke you in some way or the other, which a multiplayer game just cannot do in that in that way. Very right? When you when you unveil, which is why I think Sony's E3 press conference holds so much weight because they make these things which can actually generate hype because you're selling emotions there, right? Yes, yes. And it rides on the emotion of hype, which really, really works well in such a huge crowd where everybody collectively is feeling the same emotion that is being displayed on the screen and whatnot. So that is the mechanic. I, I hope I'm on the right track with this. Yes, yes. Arnab, whatever you think, you're thinking. Uh, Arnab. I kind of got like lost in whatever you guys were saying. So like, yeah. in that sense, like, okay, I understand that Sony has been doing this for the longest amount of time, but what I can just see from the top of my head is that I respect Sony for giving their developers the ample amount of time to develop the games. They are like, you know, in the process of churning out. They don't rush uh, the games. They don't force the developers to like, okay, you must deliver within this timeline. Like. If we remember, like, when did the last God of War game come out before 2018's God of War? I think it's... Yeah, yeah. there was a, middle, there was a God of War Ascension, that, yes. which wasn't very good, and yeah. Like, there was a, like, they realized that Ascension wasn't good, and they needed to go back to the drawing board. They did. Santa Monica did. And now right. they came out with God of War, which, like, I since I don't own a PS4, I've been watching walkthroughs on YouTube, and... The story is fantastic. Like, oh, like holy shit! It still holds up to this day. It's a very different. Yeah, the, it's a it's a Greek tragedy, basically. It's a that Greek, plays it's, it's a Greek tragedy yeah. tragedy that plays out in the Norse mythology, where a lot of yeah. died, where a lot of people die. And like, <laughs> if if anyone has followed the game till the end, they will they will know what the what is the next step in the story. And like, I have a feeling right. that God of War is not the end. It might have expansions or it might just have a full-fledged uh, sequel. It's definitely mm -hmm. in the process. Uh -huh. So like, Also, uh, speaking of templates, like, uh, like we were talking just about Sony, right? Doing this industry practice. Thing right. is that Sony is not the first one to do it. If you right. go to see, Nintendo also has their own industry practice. Definitely. Like, I was just talking about this focus yes. because uh, the God of War wasn't the thing and yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, tell me. So if Sony has this practice of spreading emotion with every game, creating a memory that doesn't get too long and too boring, Nintendo will give you a chock full of, you know, gameplay elements done to perfection, which you would never get bored of. Right. It, it really happens. Definitely. Yeah. Like you play 
any title from Nintendo's uh, development board, like let it be Hudson Soft, let it be their own uh, Zelda series team or uh, Kirby series or even the mainstream Mario series, all of them follow those principles. So right. if you see Nintendo's got their shit sorted, Sony's got their shit sorted, which is the odd one out here. Yeah, Microsoft, right. Um, and and you want do you see where are we getting into? So these kind of industry practices, these like you've actually caught on to a very, very good thing here. Something that's, you know, mm. uh, it's not out there, but it's something that you've noticed. It's a very good observation that you found Sony to do this, but even Nintendo is doing it. And the only problem is Microsoft's not finding that, you know, perfect yeah. formula. That's great that you brought out. It's like Nintendo has its formula very different Sony, right? And obviously Microsoft looking and what I've seen is once when I heard the announcement of that uh, Microsoft was reviving Fable series, which is very close to my heart, they revived it when, and this is the word that they said, we saw the success of Horizon Zero Dawn and we believe that we can capture that with Fable. And I'm like, that's the wrong lesson to learn for Horizon Zero Dawn. Microsoft, you're not Sony, your target base is not the same customers as Sony, you're in, uh, like, Simply adapting, uh, like uh, imitating Sony's industry practices is not going to make you better. You'll have to find your own stuff. Maybe it's multiplayer games. Good. Double down on that. Go back on Halo multiplayer. Make it really, really good. Probably that's what you need to work on. What do you think, Joel? Joel? Oh, sorry. I forgot I had to do push Whoa. the talk. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Talk. Yeah. I forgot to yeah. push. Yeah. Yeah. So what you said is very correct. Every uh, console uh, company has got their foothold in one area and Microsoft just doesn't have that. And if Microsoft is going to try to do that whole emotional formula from Sony, come on, Sony's got 20 years of experience on it. Right. There is no way Microsoft is going to beat Sony. Like, and the target it, base is completely different with that thing. Yeah, yeah and, and they've already lost fan base, right? They've already lost right. fan. There's no Sony fanboy who would go and buy a new Xbox One X or something if, you know, a small set of games with emotional value even does come out. So mm -hmm. as of now, Microsoft is doomed. And right. a proper refresh with the system is what we need. Like, I like what they're doing with the whole backwards compatibility and 4K on all games and everything. But I feel like if it fails, Microsoft is just going to push all of that on Windows. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, the paradox I don't understand is that you, you claim to have the most powerful console in the industry and the, your major USP is backwards compatibility. Come on, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft, what do you think? Microsoft, guess what? We want fucking scale bound, not your backwards compatible garbage, you pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, stop canceling games. Yeah. And second like, of all, like... Microsoft, here's a, here's a step-by-step process of how to actually get good step one stop canceling games step two get good <laughs> step three profit yeah and they, no they, i mean they are not making profit it's as easy soon. as that they're not making profit anytime soon ps4 is here to stay they might make profit in the like you know the later seasons of the next generation but not mm -hmm. anytime soon 
I mean, yeah, but uh, I, I still believe the so they in the recent years, if we followed the NPD things that I've done, they have with the sales of Xbox One S and the other one, the more powerful consoles. Was it the S? I don't remember. The but X. They have, yeah, yeah, they have, they have slowly reduced the margin because of the games, and I believe uh, Xbox is uh, the the audience that plays Xbox mostly plays it for the competitive side. You know the multiplayer. Uh, yeah. So basically, basically, really basically they play to trash talk you to oblivion while they shit on like Doritos and Mountain Dew for like eternity. <laughs> but then to have multiplayer, really well on dude. But to have multiplayer, people need to own the console. Right. Uh, Do you like your friends need to have the console? Yeah. It doesn't matter if your friends have PS4 and have superior games and like greater gaming experience and like life. I don't know why I'm trying to make a case for Microsoft. <laughs> like, but, yeah, since when did you start defending Microsoft? Dude, I do not want a monopoly. Dude. Don't worry, yeah. Nintendo's there to save your ass. What? But no, see, Nintendo and Sony are like, they're, they're playing on the same channels. They're on the same channel. In a, suppose you're in, they're both on ESPN. See, but they're playing completely different sports, right? See, it's like one is playing, uh, yeah, one is playing... Uh, yeah, tell me, dude. <laughs> you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't stop the monopoly if the other company is practically incompetent and uh, like trash. You know what else is incompetent and trash? No, we are no, not going there. No, 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 no. You know what's funniest? The weirdest part is Microsoft is so powerful and so big, it can literally buy out some decent game and like save itself for ass, right? That's what's so weird. Uh, I don't know, I, and I really don't know why I'm making a case for Microsoft because three years down the line, before, not down the line, in the past, I was completely all on Sony. I'm like, yes, PS4 is going to kick Xbox's ass. And now that that has turned into reality, I'm like, I'm actually depressed and feel sad, like at how easy this was, right? <laughs> like, See, actually, actually yeah. Sony didn't even need all of that theory yeah. and formulae. They just needed like when Bloodborne came out, that was it. And the thing is, like, Sony and Nintendo are pals, right? See, Sony only needed to... Market. Sony only needed to develop games and, like, uh, the other part was, like, Xbox let themselves shoot, in the, shoot themselves in the phone yeah. and head. Exactly. They didn't have to do it, which was very evident in the that E3 where they barely did anything <laughs> and they still came out on top, right? And the thing is, like, Sony and Nintendo are not biting into each other's market, right, Joel? Like you said, they deliver different experiences, which is why... You play them for different reasons. I believe Sony and Microsoft, to a certain extent, do overlap and do compete with these things. That's why they're timed exclusives. You see, is it actually there. this this whole uh, timeline right now is, for consoles is going to be interesting since uh, PS4, uh, like it or not, is coming to the end of its generation. Yeah, which like, is, even yeah. with the PS4 Pro, we've got a little extra. But try to understand, the PS4 is a 2012 or a 13 system. Like, I haven't even finished all the exclusives. God damn it, PS4 stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's such an old system, man. If you realize we've got too many exclusives already on here. While mm -hmm. uh, on the Nintendo side, we've got a fresh console. The You know, the Nintendo Switch. Right, and, right. And even right now, all the IPs haven't come out yet. We haven't got our, you know, proper Pokemon Bros. eyes out there. We haven't got Smash Bros. Pokemon. Yeah. Exactly. So, 2018, 2019, it's going to be really fun to see one, like, always, they've been 
generations. Nintendo has not only skipped console generations, but I don't know. It's just going to be like super interesting to see where one generation is fading. On the other side, Nintendo is putting up this other generation from out of nowhere. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, they're exclusively think, switching up the game. <clears throat> it's uh, it's. Okay. I feel it's a very big win for consumers because we are not going to get tired of games anytime soon. Like before, it was like there was a time where everything got stale. Like when the Wii. Xbox 360 and PS3, they all were pretty un- underpowered in comparison to the PC, and their age really showed. It all showed together. Now that's not going to happen. You know, you know right. for a fact if the PS4 starts showing its age, there's the switch that's going to come in and you know save the day. You'll get quality right. games no matter what in the next two years, and I can assure Definitely. that. Definitely, and do you uh, and imagine games might get more creative because from what I've heard, uh, both the all the games have some. Uh, the developers of Sony already have the dev kits for the next console generation with them, Ooh, and they're already yes, working. Yeah, they are already working on that. Apparently, the developers. Like I know for a fact, like Persona Six is coming on a PS Six, so that's fine. <laughs> Persona Six is not coming. Persona Six is not coming anytime before twenty five or twenty seven, and that's wishful thinking. That's, that's what I'm saying. PS Six. That's it. PS Six. PS Six. Yeah, already has PS Six dev kit. <laughs> is the PS6 Pro X? Yeah, Atlas is working with the PS6 Pro X development right now. With the PSVR version 8.0 on there. See, See it's Sony yeah. and Atlas. I'm not even surprised. It might just be happening. You, you never know. You never know. And what's very interesting, uh, the VR. Uh, Sony is the only company its own in-dev in- in-house VR. And it did not work out as well as it hoped, but with iteration, you believe that will be a huge part of their future uh, cycles, the VR integration into the games. Because they, uh, they, they, they can just give them the development to their in-house studios. And they can like, that's, that's the one company which has its hardware in direct, uh, you know, uh, gets direct feedback from the developers as well. I so, I will have to link this again to Nintendo since they've been doing this like forever, where they have mm-hmm. these wacky peripherals which no dev would ever try to use. Labo. Yeah, not only Labo, everything, yeah. everything yeah. from oh, you know, the Wii Motes, the mm-hmm. motion control technology that was all new for 2006, mm-hmm. 2007, and right. still. People came up with games for it, and I feel with PSVR, like PSVR came midway through the PS4 generation. If it starts with the PS5 generation along with it, the uh, the use will be a lot more better because now everyone that has the dev kits and the PSVRs, you know, it's it's going to be hand in hand. Right. You know? The development is not going to be like okay, we are doing this game only for the PS5 is going to be a regular game. No, it's going to be a proper VR game. Like, the future will be VR. You yeah, know? like it or not, yes. Yeah, exactly, like it or not. Like, that. that is it. That is the truth. The future is going to be VR. And Unless Microsoft really nails the AR. Oh, yes. If, if we get some crazy HoloLens X shit in the future, that's another. But then again, they don't have a formula. They're going to fuck up anyways. Okay. That belief that, that <laughs> I, in Microsoft. Yeah. I, I have a very ironclad belief in Microsoft fucking up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have no hope. Well, if you if you center your entire 
marketing process around oh we're gonna link xbox and pc together and make a whole different no it doesn't work microsoft like stop like, like yeah. they it's, thought it's of making minecraft stop. versions of their own controllers <laughs> when you reach that low hmm. you fail as a console like my controller should not look like a minecraft pig they <laughs> I'm not joking. Please look on Amazon.com. Minecraft Pig. That's an actual Xbox controller. Uh, I I I don't want to be traumatized at 12:30 in the night. So okay. Uh, I guess yeah. We're ending the topic right there. Yes. Before yes. we conclude, we're just gonna go to into this relaxed outro. Where you know the thing is like I've been in a class with you guys for quite a while. I really do not know how you guys came into this game industry. Right. So let's just like. in a very laid back manner let's just cover that and tell me about uh, it. how do how did i come to the gaming and that's a very weird till it's like uh, i got my nintendo game boy back in 1998 if i'm not wrong and mm. from 1998 to 2008 i had that like you'd plug it into a tv and you'd play right so mm. when the original game boy controllers like got cooked Uh, like i used to play a lot so uh, i bought the uh, ps2 controllers i think the dual shock one mm-hmm. so those right. used to be compatible as well now that was fun like that was the only time i actually bought a sony controller or any controller for that matter then with a game boy yeah it did it was it was compatible like you know Wait, you what yeah you had those pins uh, like you know the game uh, port pins the controllers that would use uh work with the pins not the jacks that we use right now you sure you had a game boy or you had the nes system thing is no i'm the pretty, 8 bit i'm pretty sure i had a game boy okay we used to plug it to a tv i remember that and i know it, for idiot, a- that's not a game boy the game boy is the handheld The game boy is the handheld my friend are you talking about the game i'm 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 sorry but your introduction into gaming was very wrong <laughs> yeah it was really thank you my friend i didn't i okay but it was written on the top of the console as game boy and it was a original nintendo i had it's a fake game boy it's something fine else. it uh, <laughs> still got me into gaming it, you guys can say whatever you want i mean this what a... but yeah you're passing the line now to your hey hey if it, like you wanted something you get depressing shit like deal with it hey, okay fine now continue on up yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 2008 first pc then mm-hmm. like in 2010 it got like sort of taken away because of my mm-hmm. secondary exams uh then 2011 right. again got it back 2012 it fucking died like like straight up just died rest and in I'm, peace my friend yeah, yeah. Rest, oh, wow. rest, rest in peace my 4 year old pc and i'm like okay fine mm-hmm. what do i do then i upgraded the entire thing and now like i used to play games to like deal with a lot of shit that was going up in the head and eventually after a time i realized that like gaming had taken up a really good chunk of my life and i just decided well fuck it i can't do anything else better might as well get into the gaming industry like where's the fault and start with start working with a lot of people techarts was one then eventually met with like met up with aman and things turned out like that like right now we are here right now i'm in acid cast and working with xrig 
hoping to get a job somewhere not going to disclose that right now but yeah hoping so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's about it like from 1990 2018 20 years of gaming not has hasn't been that bad right yeah everybody's uh, everybody at least has right john how did yes. you end up at asset cast How did I do? I have to start from when I was born or something. Yes, or yeah, yes, yes do, it. <laughs> do it. Do <No. laughs> it. Oi, wait, I, hold on. I don't on, know how on. some. Oi, hold up, hold up, hold up. This was this was an introduction to how you got into gaming, not how you got into asset cast. I, no, actually, question was how did you get into the industry? But you just yeah, yeah. Like, you well, went different well, I had to yeah. put up the entire thing. At the same time, you revealed that you started off very wrong. Well, I, I started off. <laughs> people started. It was worth it for that, though. Hey, hey! At three years of age, you get you get scammed a lot. Dude, you're insulting a person who had an actual Game Boy back in the day. That's why. Hey, like you don't know. You might have gotten scammed. It might have been a f- fake one. You don't know. No, no. I'm I'm sure I could not get my PS2 controller connected to it. I'm sure. It's okay. <laughs> but did you try though? But have you tried? <laughs> मोस्ट Yeah, I have hope that Soham will like you know, like go to the venue early and like work with Aman and Eunice and like I have hope. I knew it was gonna go there. I had a feeling it was gonna go there. Yeah, Jarl, can you please continue with us? Okay, really short. Like, if you want to know my introduction to gaming, it was like this one arcade place which I used to go to. It was called Hakone. It was in Pawai in Mumbai. I stayed pretty close to that place. as a kid i used to play uh, games like house of the dead and you know oh, like yeah. pole position mm-hmm. and like on the proper arcades i played tekken 2 on an arcade actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it was a big screen back then and there was no lcd leds so when you mm-hmm. see a big screen it was some big deal back then right and so basically that's what i grew up on when i was like 4 5 years of age then uh, basically my dad went abroad a lot so that's when he got me like a game boy advance and i actually had uh, an snes back in the day that was my first ever console but after that i never got a console because my parents were like joel you need to study but then i was like <laughs> yeah I, i was no, no bragging but yeah, i was pretty good at studies like for the primary secondary education and everything like oh, pretty general stuff i'm pre- i'm happy for you i sucked at primary yeah of course you sucked says, the person, says the person who, who got into I- iit stop that <laughs> what a humble brag what a humble brag <laughs> don't you were going to go for it so i thought i just Okay so yeah <laughs> so basically i never got the consoles i wanted i never had a playstation in fact the ps4 is my first ever like proper console after the snes that i had mm-hmm. and then uh, so what happened was i kept gathering parts for my pc one at a time i was like i used to play games shit used to not work i realized i needed more ram so i got like 1 gb of ram then i had a 9800 gt graphic card 
that's mm-hmm. you know i just kept adding one by one and you break it down to brain build it back <laughs> yes yeah, yes yeah i mean like yeah. most of our components are older than soham at this point shit बेटा तुम इंडियन हो लड़के हो इंजीनियरिंग करना पड़ता है and mm-hmm. autocad that required a very high end graphic card apparently not mm-hmm. for gaming <laughs> and and that's how i got a 280x and yeah and a really good uh, pc like i think yeah i, I was pretty sorted back then for yeah, next gen yeah then you got a titan and like 1080 something like that holy shit yeah i have a 1080 and whatever that is later that came much later so either way so all that happened and i always wanted to write i had a passion for writing about video games i was very fascinated by you know all these game journals back in the day they were really good and did not have shit reviews on like call of duty is really good or something like that they told as it was you know game spot ign back in the day and back in was, the day game journalism were back, back in the day ign didn't used to praise call of duty for having realistic water and fish that move in them dude i still will not forget the one uh, reviewer okay, and ign guy said too much water as a con pokemon pokemon ruby yeah, uh, i believe pokemon omega ruby uh, exactly yes. yeah so anyways so game journalism back then was really cool and i always wished in you know some part of me that i would contribute to the gaming society i never hoped to be a full fledged member of it and so then i used to write my own kind of reviews or stuff on facebook not that anybody would read it but anyways you are at asset cast also who's listening uh, <laughs> I haven't done much, <laughs> and so uh, we're on Stitcher and iTunes, guys. Come on, be- <laughs> <laughs> hey, very right. professional, very professional. Yeah, right. yeah, very professional. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so that continued on, and obviously, uh, then people did notice me. I became well known in the community, and uh, Aman came up to me, said, "Dude, if you like writing, why don't you write for a site?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I I might get some viewers." Then, I was very wrong about it, but. Uh, I started writing for Acid Cast. I did get views after I posted it on N4G and everything. And uh, then basically, I had to do fourth year engineering and had to get another job. But luckily, uh, I had a job in a video game company again, where I priced uh, video games for a living, and that was also pretty good. and i can't say i'm really in the video game industry right now but as with this podcast i try my best to be there for video games whenever i can yeah. it's the love that I keeps mean, me I mean, here yeah you're in askas you're in the gaming industry pretty much mostly uh, yeah, we we seem like that uh, you know just what do they call them the kids of 
right? I guess that's what we are. The kids yeah. of what? The kids of what you cut off? Dude, you, the, you kids the, slope. Slope. the kids on the slope, you know, the ones who are just... Have we seen Asa? Uh, we are the slope. <laughs> the downwards See, one. Or the slippery one that too. Or the slippery one that too. Yeah, See, I just down. hope our the that's going yes. upwards. I I don't I don't it's know if this I don't know if this podcast is supposed to like boost our views or like eventually plaster us like the, yeah these guys actually suck they're not lying about it. See by the way, uh, people, before you look at our site and be like, dude, we are doing nothing much. Remember, we we have Soham in our group. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Soham, okay, right. And if you go and if you go to a website right now, you'll be. Thing called we'll be coming back soon the website is down we're working on it again we'll be getting back and everything will be in order right yes yeah we, we are revamping i don't think i'll be able to write much but there are people who will and i honestly believe all you guys listening to this podcast you guys should check out our website when it's ready like perfect when will it yeah. be ready uh no idea we'll have to check back on aman and get back yes. on that but we will have a new journey soon with a trademark <laughs> Yeah, we will have a brand new generation of writers and content creators who will definitely be better than Soham. Damn it, I did. I fell <laughs> <laughs> I it's better. actually really sad when Udit uh, goes with full enthusiasm and at the you know climax point it just cuts off. It's yeah. just like even, internet. It eventually lands <laughs> over it. Yeah, that's that's Soham. <laughs> I have nothing better than that. But yeah, that ends it, guys. For like. This was a one of the longer podcasts but really insightful podcast if i have to say i feel this was the most yeah. real podcast we got real on this one yeah we did we did we really did dig yeah we really all, found all we really games. found that that i was scammed when i started playing games that's insightful <laughs> i learned that a ps2 controller could be connected to a game boy today if it was scammed <laughs> and we also got to know and that i learned that so many Soham and you have something in common? What? What? Soham and Activision have something in common. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. But again, Activision has glory days. Had. Has had. Okay. Had. 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 Has had. And we also got to we know... We have hope for Activision. And, and yeah, we also got to know that Xbox and Microsoft have no hope at all and they basically suck and need to be Ah, that, that too. That too. That's it. We don't need to summarize the whole thing. We had a really good podcast, guys. Thank you. If you are listening to it on Stitcher and iTunes, which are really, really cool, 5,000 downloads, you can listen to it anytime you want, and it's really, really cool. You should okay, honestly, how much has Stitcher paid you, man? <laughs> Nothing. Bye, guys. Bye, <laughs> bye guys. Good night. Thanks Hello. for yeah. watching, listening. Yeah, whatever you're doing, thanks, and like, hopefully, you don't unsubscribe. Bye. 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 Okay, I'm still doing better than the average player. <gasps> that was such a good swap by him. Holy shit. Wait, did Rane just say he's doing better than the average player? Ultra lul. What? That's an achievement for me. Hello? Do you know me? <laughs> <laughs>